All right. Notice what it says in verse 1 of Proverbs 11. It says, A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. And a balance is something we don't really use much of today, but we've all seen the statue of the woman with the blindfold holding out those balances. And that's supposed to be a picture of blind justice, that there is supposed to be equal weight. We should not, when it comes to um, justice, when it comes to law, we should not have divers' weights. We should have laws that are fair. We should have things that are equal. Uh, we're also supposed to not have divers' weights or diverse weights. In Proverbs 20, verse 23, it says, Divers' weights are an abomination unto the Lord, and a false balance is not good. We should, uh, and again, we don't use a lot of these things today, but we shouldn't have different weights that we use for different things so we can rip people off. When it comes to our business dealings, we should be very fair with people. We should do things equally. We should not treat one group better than we treat the other group. That kind of thing. It's an abomination. It is, it is abomination when things don't measure up, when things are not equal, when things are not balanced. And picture, if you would, you know, that balance kind of as we talk about a lot of things in here. Now, turn over to Luke chapter 12. Now, Luke chapter 12, uh, and this is where we're going to get our text from in verse 1. It says, in the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in the closet shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. And the title of the message tonight is The Leaven of Hypocrisy. Jesus warned His disciples to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And one thing that Jesus constantly called these guys out for was hypocrisy. Just over and over again, we see them being called hypocrites. Now, the definition of hypocrisy, it means simulation of feigning to be what one is not. It's just somebody who pretends, a, a, a play actor. Somebody who pretends to be godly, but they're not godly. That is, a, that is a hypocrite. You know, if you're just acting like something, you're not. Have you ever got around somebody and you know, maybe you, you know, you never done it, but have you ever known that person when they get around a certain group, all of a sudden they become that group and you listen to them talk, and you know, they're not that way. You know, you've got your like real healthy organic crowd and you got your junk food junkie. And the junk food junkie that's a hypocrite's hanging around the organic crowd and they're all talking about whatever it is they eat. And then, you know, and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm the same way. You know, I never touch that stuff. And, you know, and you know, you get disgusted by that person, don't you? Okay. You get dis Now they're saying the same thing that the organic people are saying, but you're not disgusted with the organic people, but you're disgusted with the junk food. You all would get offended if you heard me get up tonight and preach a message on health food and eating all organic. You know, a lot of you would get offended because you guys see me drinking soda all the time and you know, eating fast food, all that kind of stuff. You all, you all would have a big problem if you heard me preaching, but you know, there's other people, if they got up and preached the exact same message, you know, you'd probably, you probably wouldn't like it either, but at least you'd respect them. And, you know, because of the fact that at least they're not a hypocrite. And no, and nobody wants to hear anything from a hypocrite. It's, it's revolting. It bothers us. And it, because we understand that it's, it's fake, it's not real. Even if they're saying the right thing, we just don't want to hear it. And in this definition, too, this was from the Webster's 1828. They actually put Hebrew or Luke 12, 1 in there where it talks about being beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So Pharisees, they were a lot of things that the Pharisees said. It was true. They said things that were good. They said things that were right many times. But the problem was they were hypocrites about it. And so let's see some examples of hypocrisy with the Pharisees and why it was so bad. Because Jesus said, beware of their leaven. And we often see in the Bible, too, that, you know, leaven, it's something that it, it enters false doctrine and it ends up ruining everything. And we want to beware of that leaven of hypocrisy because, you know what, while we don't have a sect called Pharisees today, we have Pharisees. You know that? I mean, Pharisee used to be considered a good thing. You know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, obviously when they called themselves a Pharisee, they weren't using it as an insult. It was a good thing. But these people were so bad that the term Pharisee and hypocrite are basically synonymous today. 
You know, you don't want to be called a Pharisee today. It's, it's always an insult when you get called a Pharisee, rightfully so, because that's what these people were. They were phonies. <clears throat> and when we see several verses where Jesus called them out for their hypocrisy, I want you to notice something too, because a lot of people, and you've got to understand this, there's a lot of different types of people out there. Not everybody's like this. You've got your just brain dead zombies that are out there that just believe everything they hear. They watch the news and they believe it. They watch CNN and think they're being told the truth. They're out there. All right. We, we see them walking down the sidewalk wearing masks today, don't we? So we know, we know these people are out there, but then you've got other people that are critical thinkers. You've got other people. They come into church sometimes too, and I can spot them. You know what? These people don't scare me. I respect them. They come into church. They, they're just, they're listening to everything you say. And you know what they're doing? They're balancing out what you're saying. You know what? They're, they're, they're checking you out to see if you're real. I've worked with people that this way before. They know what you claim and they watch you like a hawk because, you know, they, they hear your message. It's like a part of them knows it's right. But it, what everybody knows, too, if it's coming from a hypocrite, then, you know, the guilt's kind of off you, isn't it? And isn't that why so many people love it when Baptist preachers fall? You've got Baptist preachers out there preaching the truth. And if one of them turns out to be a pervert, everybody loves it because then it's like we can throw out everything they said. Now, here's the thing. Even if they turn out to be a pervert, was everything they said false? No. If what they were preaching was Bible, it was still true. But yet people eat it up because it kind of it takes the guilt away. And that's not right either. But boy, these you know hypocrites, they don't help us out, do they? They hurt us and they're dangerous. And you need to watch out for it and you need to stay away from it and you shouldn't listen to hypocrites. And so let's look at some things here. Turn over to Matthew chapter 6. We'll mainly be in Matthew 6 and 16 uh, for this part. But it's, notice what it says here because what we're going to see here is conflicting behavior with what's being said. We've got Jesus calling the Pharisees out for being hypocrites and what's happening is they're saying one thing but, they're doing, but what they're doing, it's not adding up. It's like we've all got, none of us carry around a balance, but it's like we've got one in our brain. And we all watch things, and we're putting things on a balance, and we listen to things, and we're putting it on a balance in our head. And when it's not balanced, there's something inside of us instinctively that says, don't listen to that. And you know what? That's good. You, should, you shouldn't listen to that. We're all looking for things to make sense. We want things to make sense, don't we? And it's okay for you to be critical thinkers. Look what it says in Matthew 6, 2. It says, Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. Notice this, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, here's the thing. If you're doing alms, if you're giving to the Lord, then what is the point of sounding a trumpet? What's the point of drawing attention to yourself? You're supposed to be giving alms to the Lord. You're supposed to be doing something for God. That behavior does not make sense if a person is just giving to the Lord. But you know what? When we're trying to balance things in our head, all of a sudden it does make sense what they're doing if they're trying to get glory for themselves. Now, I, I get it. Jesus, he discerns everything. Okay? But you know what? Even we should be able to figure that out. And so you do. When you see somebody giving... I mean, they got to make a big deal about it. There's something wrong, but it's, we all, we all instinctively know what it is. They're trying to get glory for themselves. And those two things don't go together. If we're doing something for, for the Lord, we shouldn't need to be seeking the praise of men at the same time. That's not right. That's not good. That bothers all of us when we see that we would all be repulsed if we saw that type of thing. And we've seen that type of thing before in other areas. Verse five says, when thou prayest, Okay, when you're praying, we're talking to God, right? If I'm saying a prayer, I'm going to God because I believe God can answer that prayer and I'm talking to Him, I need something from Him. Not you. But it says, When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. He's telling us why they're doing it here. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, again, he didn't... He doesn't even need to tell us why they're doing it. We just all instinctively know. Okay, that prayer, you know, if I have a big need, okay, I should get on my face before God, shouldn't I? I should go to Him in prayer. But you know what? If I'm doing it in the middle of town, 
you all in your mind are going to be like, you know, we can pray to God anywhere. So here he is praying in the middle of town, laying prostrate on the sidewalk. I think he's trying to get attention. That's what we're all going to do, aren't we? And we're going to think, that looks like a good prayer warrior the way he's praying, but I'm seeing behavior that's telling me something else. And you know what we're going to do? We're instinctively going to think and say, hypocrite, and we'd be right. There's something wrong with that. In verse 16, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. Again, we're trying to get a hold of God when we're doing things like this. So why do we got to put on a show? Why do we got to let everyone know we're fasting? And listen, if you want to go on a long fast, God bless you. I think that's good. But you know what? Don't come into church like you're just starving to death and just, you know, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I got dizzy. You know why? I'm, I'm just doing a fast, you know, just trying to get a hold of the Lord. You know, and, and listen, if you're really dizzy and you want to pass out, that's fine because you've gone that long. But you know, don't put on a show of it. Try to hide it. Try to conceal it. Wash your face. Do whatever you got to do to not look like you're fasting, to not look like you're doing this. That's just, that's hypocrisy. These things don't add up. You, you don't need to do that. If you need to fast, that's something that's between you and God. And if you feel the need to let everybody know what's going on, those behaviors just don't go together. It's called hypocrisy. We can all see it. We see in uh, Matthew 16, 1 says the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, when it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation Seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. So here you've got a group of people. You know, they had, they had the brains to be able to look at the sky, to just feel the air, see what's going on, and know the kind of weather that was coming. But you know what? At the same time, while they could figure out something like that, they had no ability to tell what the judgment that was coming for them. I mean, judgment was headed for these people. They'd been sinning against God. They rebelled against His Word. John the Baptist came, preached to them. They rejected Him. They killed Him. Jesus preached to them. They reject Him. They're about ready to kill Him. Judgment is coming. 70 AD is coming. And you know what? These people are just going along their merry way thinking they're great. And you know what? What a hypocrite. You're so good at figuring out something that's of no consequence that you can't control but here's something you can control. You should be able to see even more clearly and you can't see it. And there's a lot of people that are out there like that. You know what? They're real good at figuring out what's wrong in Washington, but they can't figure out what's wrong in their own family. It's like you can't do anything about what's going on in Washington, but you could do something about what's going on in your family here. You know what Congress needs to do to fix the economy, to just straighten out all the problems of crime and foreign policy. You know how to do all that stuff, but you can't even get your kids to behave. You're a hypocrite. You're an expert at these. Listen, and you know what it tells me? It tells me you can't even fix the economy. You can't even fix Congress. If you can't even fix your family, you really think you've got the solutions to fix all that stuff? But boy, people talk like they do. I mean, boy, we listen to Rush Limbaugh or whoever they're listening to now for a little while, and we've got it all figured out. But then we can't even figure out things in our own life. There's something wrong with that. You're a hypocrite. There's something, there's something very wrong. That doesn't balance. That doesn't equal out. In my mind, I'm listening to you proclaim how great you are because of your political beliefs, but I'm also seeing what's going on in your own personal life and saying these things aren't adding up. There's something very wrong. We've got, we've got a problem here. Matthew 23, verse 23, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy and faith these ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone ye blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel woe unto you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter but within they are full of extortion and excess thou blind pharisee cleanse first that which was within the cup and platter that the outside of them may be clean also there is nothing wrong with having a cup that is clean on the outside but when you're somebody who just specializes on a clean cup on the outside 
and you criticize everybody else's cup that's clean on the outside, while yours is filthy on the inside, which is more important, then you know what? You're just a hypocrite. That doesn't, that doesn't balance. That doesn't matter. And we see people like that all the time where they'll pick like one area in their life where they're super hardcore, where they're real strong, and then they're down on everybody else. But when you actually go and you weigh out importance of those things, the thing that they focus on is also often not very important compared to these other things. And you know what? Great. I'm glad you got this one thing down. I like to have a cup that's clean on the outside, but it's actually preferable that it's clean on the inside. And at the end of the day, I kind of like both to be clean. You know? But a hypocrite just focuses on the one thing. He says in verse 27, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like in a whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within are full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. So notice how Jesus said, they appear righteous. So you know what that tells me? If you were to ask a Pharisee how to dress and how to look on the outside, what they would tell you, what they would show you is right and good and righteous. Good for them. I'm glad they got the outside down, but Jesus thought the inside was more important. In fact, not only was their inside not good, it was really bad. These were really wicked people. And so they were hypocrites because they focused on these things that people can see. Because you know what? Man can see the outside, but man can't see the heart. And you know, the truth is, their, the, where their focus was showed where their heart was at and it was on just impressing man. And that's not good. That is not, that is not a good priority right there. He, they said in verse 29, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous. Nothing wrong with that. And say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourself that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. And guess what? These clowns who said we wouldn't have killed the prophets killed John the Baptist and the Son of God. So you know what? These people who are criticizing the previous generation were worse. They were the worst generation. But ladies and gentlemen, folks, this was the worst generation that committed the greatest crime in all of history, killing Jesus Christ. So, uh, now, here's the thing. Were they right for calling out what their fathers did? They were right on the money. But you know what? Jesus said, beware of that leaven of hypocrisy. These people that were calling them out were not somebody you should trust, not somebody you should listen to, because they were saying it, but with hypocrisy, because they were worse than their fathers. They were the children of them that did it, and they did the same thing. And so to not see these problems, one would literally have to put blinders on. And, you know, sometimes it's like, how can people not see the hypocrisies? And it's because they have blinders on. That, that, that's why. And when, so we got to understand, when things don't add up, it's because something's wrong. Okay, our world likes to tell you today that there are no absolutes, that, you know, 4 plus 4 is 12, you know, and if Junior puts that down as test, we, we'll, find a, we'll use Common Core to find a way to make it right. But, folks, that, it just doesn't work. It, 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 that's not right. That's wrong. You know, math, math is absolute. There's no debate about math. Math is math. The facts are the facts. There's no debate. On these things, and we need we need because we need to understand that things mathematically they're they're going to add up. It's and when it comes to people's words and when it comes to people's actions, all of us have an expectation of some balance. That's something we all have, and we need to understand when people don't have that is because they are hypocrites, and we need to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees which is hypocrisy. we got to watch out for that because listening to hypocrisy, learning from the hypocrites, it's going to do some things to you that are very dangerous. They're going to hurt you very much. I want us to look at these things. So the first thing about why we should not listen to the teaching of hypocrites is because it is vexing to watch hypocrisies. There's just something in us. We hate hypocrisy. Your little children don't like hypocrisy. When they see, if they feel like, even if they, 
misread the situation, if they think you're treating one of the children different than the other child, they get bent out of shape about that, don't they? And obviously there's a reason sometimes. I mean, Hannah, sometimes she'll see the kids all playing outside and it's like she's wondering why she can't play outside, you know? And, and you know, we all understand why because she's a lot smaller, but in her mind, it's like that's not fair. You know, everybody else is doing this. I should be able to do it too. Same thing with Kelly. There's things that she sees the older kids doing that she'd like to do and she'll get really mad sometimes if she feels like she's getting mistreated, but she doesn't understand yet, you know, there's a difference with ages. I get it. You know, she sees herself as equal with them because she, you know, she's a daughter too. She's a child too, but she's also only two. And so we get that and she'll, she'll learn that as she, as she gets older, but even things that are just perceived as hypocrisy, it bothers all of us. We hate that. We're disgusted. We are all disgusted and we want to vomit in the faces of our politicians who we constantly see congregating together and shaking each other's hands and hugging each other without their masks on and then getting their pictures taken together with their masks on. Do we not want to vomit when we see that? Do we all not want to vomit when we saw Fauci at the ball game with a mask under his chin sitting right next to two people when nobody else was allowed to go to ball games? That bothered us, didn't it? You know why? Because this guy that's telling us what to do that supposedly is science, is not following it. You know, because you know, I'm not a scientist, but I already really didn't believe what they were saying. But when I'm seeing the hypocrisy from this guy, you know what? It makes me not want to listen to what he has to say. Say, so, well, Joe Biden's not a hypocrite. He wears that thing all the time. Yeah, but he's also hasn't even got a brain in his head and doesn't know what's going on. All right? His handlers are telling him to do that. You know, that, that, that doesn't matter. But, but either, either way, we're disgusted by that. We all got disgusted when J.B. Pritzker was telling us we weren't supposed to cross state lines, we weren't supposed to travel for the holidays, and he was sending his family to Florida on his private jet. And then they went to Wisconsin one time. They're, do, they're, travel, they're, doing, they're, they're going to all the free states while they're trying to keep us locked down here. And we all look at that and we say hypocrisy, and it disgusts us. It makes us angry, and rightfully so. We are all naturally repulsed by hypocrisy, and we should be. And so understand, you don't have to listen to hypocrites, ladies and gentlemen. You don't, you don't have to do it. Now understand, when a hypocrite speaks truth, it's still truth. We should always listen to truth. If somebody that you learned a truth from turns out to be a hypocrite, you still should follow that truth. Okay? But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't continue using that source. You know, because sometimes... People, you know, especially in the Baptist world, are going to speak the truth out of convenience sake because, you know, you're going to get thrown out of your Baptist church if you start preaching against eternal security. And so, of course, they're going to be for eternal security. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are preaching things that sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they even really mean it. And I think there's a lot of people who preach true doctrine and they don't mean it. And you know what? It's, it's hypocrisy. And these people end up doing more damage to the cause. But it is. Look at what it says in Second Peter 2 and verse 7, talking about Lot. It says, And deliver just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds, watching and living among the people in Sodom. Even though Lot wasn't doing the things that they were doing, the fact that he had to see it, it vexed him. Just like we are, you know, we're vexed when we see homosexuality. We see those people out and about and doing their thing. It's, it's very vexing. It bothers us. I thought Miss Sarah was trying to take one out at the bowling alley uh, the other day, you know, when she was rolling when they were going. To, but she missed, unfortunately. But no, uh, <laughs> but we, we all know it is that kind of, they, it's, we just, we don't want to see it, right? It's vexing. And you know why? Because sin all right, seeing people sin, seeing people do wrong, it does something to us. Witnessing crimes does something to us. We are all bothered and we are all vexed when we see the videos of maybe police brutality, when you see them shooting somebody that doesn't have it coming. When we see things like that, it really bothers us. A lot of people got vexed when they saw uh, in Australia where they plowed over that 70-some-year-old lady. A lot of, I mean, that, that hurts us when we see that kind of thing. And when we don't see justice, when we don't see things that are fair, and it does something, and we see in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 
in verse 1 it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, watch this, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Have you ever thought, how can these people say that stuff? How can a guy get up and preach like he preaches while he's doing the stuff you find out he was doing? Have you ever wondered that? It's called their conscience is seared with a hot iron. Listen, it's hard for us. I said, again, I'm not getting up and preaching on being a health nut tonight. It would, it would hurt my conscience because, you know, I don't live it, right? You know, it, that, that, it would, that would bother me. And then notice it says here, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. And all the men should be like fired up about that right there of them which believe and know the truth. So not only are these people speaking lies and hypocrisy, but they're putting out all these commandments out there that are just pointless, that are just foolish, that aren't even, you know, against what the Bible or uh, something that the Bible teaches that we should or that we shouldn't do. Why are they making a big stink about this? Why are these people, you know, preaching against eating meat, forbidding people to marry? You know, why are they doing something? These things don't add up. These doctrines don't add up. These things don't seem right. Okay, a lot of people for years have been told to just look away from the whole thing with the priest. Have we ever wondered why is it that you have so many pedophiles in the priesthood? Maybe it's because we're asking these men to live a life that God never intended them to live. Maybe if every man had his own wife, maybe they'd be okay. It doesn't make sense to just demand that type of thing. The Bible never commands it. But yet, these guys are seen as these holy men because they have supposedly abstained from these things. And then, we, and then we're all surprised that these you know, wonderful, sweet, celibate men that we called father turn out to be dirty, vile child molesters. You know why? Because it's like, how could they get up and preach the junk that they preach? Because their conscience are seared with a hot iron. And let me tell you something. When it comes to hypocrisies, there is something in all of us that says this is wrong. We all want to call it out, don't we? All of us want to call it out when we see hypocrisy. It bothers us. It hurts us. And to go along with hypocrisy is going to do something to all of us in a negative way. It's going to hurt all of us. It's going to vex our soul. And you know what's going to happen? Eventually, we're going to be like these false prophets who speak lies and hypocrisy, having conscience seared with a hot iron. They can't even feel anything anymore. And folks, that's why people can get up and preach some of the things that they do. They can preach with passion against perversion and be a pervert themselves. Their conscience is seared with a hot iron. Most people can't do that type of thing. Most people, there was a time when people, if they did, if they committed some kind of immorality, they would resign their position because it, their, their conscience bothered them. But people now are so horrible, it, it doesn't even matter. And so it, you have to have a seared conscience to do the type of things that they do. And hypocrites have one. If, and if you continue to watch this, it will ev eventually sear your conscience as well. And you know what? Balance won't be possible for you. You won't be able to be balanced anymore. You know why? Because you have no feeling. You, you, can't, you can't feel. You can't judge right and wrong anymore. You're, you're not capable of being fair because you've always been siding with this person because maybe they're family or they're your friend. And, and you've had to, I mean, literally do things that maybe made you sick. It made you want to throw up. And have you ever been there before where you just maybe were asked to do something? Maybe it worked. Something that you knew was wrong. Maybe in a family they're trying to get you to compromise on something and you're thinking about it and it just makes you sick and it makes you want to throw up. Let me tell you, anytime somebody tries to get you to sin, you feel like throwing up. Thank God for it. You still have a conscience. You still have some feeling. But let me tell you, don't power through it. Don't power through it. Because eventually you're going to figure out how to make that go away. And eventually it's going to get to the point where you're going to be challenged on things and you'll just go right along and you won't feel nothing. Folks, when you get to that point, you're in trouble. You're, you're in dangerous territory right there. And that's where these guys were. And then when it comes to just regular everyday life, regular everyday situations, you're not going to know how to balance anything because you have no feeling anymore. You're going to be that person that's real over the top in one area and you completely neglect another area. You won't have any balance. You won't be capable of it. 
So turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 4. So another reason we shouldn't listen to hypocrites is because hypocrisy is, it's not a guarantee here, but it is a mark of a false prophet. Look what it says in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4. Did I do 1 Timothy chapter 4? Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, so notice though on that one, how it says that the in the last time, uh, they'll be giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And so these people that are preaching this, they are, they are false prophets. Okay? These are false prophets that it's talking about here. And you understand that that hypocrite who cannot, they can't be balanced. But here's the thing. And this is something too that, again, we all appreciate. And this is why we're scared. Almost scared of the hypocrites. You're scared of the psychopath who has no feeling. Because did you know you can be... A good person is going to have some balance. But did you know you can also be a bad person and be balanced? For example, there are some people out there, they're just mean. They're mean, they're nasty, they're not saved, but they don't claim to be saved, do they? I mean, they'll wear an insane clown posse t-shirt. They look like a maniac. You know, they're all, they're all scary looking. They'll cuss you out. And so when you see these people you kind of know exactly what to expect from them, don't you? So even though they're bad people, hey, at least they're consistent, right? <laughs> at least they're balanced. You know not to let them babysit your kids. You know you know to keep an eye on them because, I mean, it's, you can pretty much guess what they're going to do. Have you ever been there before? You went and knocked on the door and you, as soon as you saw the person, you were pretty sure what was going to happen. And sure enough, it happened. Why is that? They were balanced, right? They, 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 it was all bad. But it was consistent. Eh? And again, and good people, they're going to be consistent. You know, where, or even somebody too, who maybe, uh, you know, religiously speaking, is a little more liberal. At least they're often consistent when it comes to how they judge things, when it comes to their doctrine. They've got some balance to it. There's a lot of people, when you look at them, you know what you're going to get. You know, when you, when you see it, there's trendies that are balanced. They're wrong on a lot of things, but they're consistent. And where they're wrong. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay, you know, there, but there's some things you see it and it confuses you. You know, you're, you're confused by the guy who's wearing a Chicago Bears hat and a Green Bay Packers shirt. It's like, wait a minute. You know, these things don't go together, right? You know, they, you know, we're, we're, we get confused and that kind of thing. And then, and it does. And so when we see hypocrites, all kinds of red flags start going off in our mind. You know, radar starts going like crazy because we understand. We don't know what these people are. I like what they're saying right here, but their actions here are saying something else. And when we don't see that balance, it does. It bothers us. When we don't see that consistency, and we've got to understand that that false prophet is going to be that way. And again, the false pro- I'm talking about the false prophets that are wolves in sheep's clothing. I'm not talking about Joel Osteen who is not a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a wolf in wolves' clothing. Okay? Joel Osteen is consistent. Kenneth Copeland is not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Folks, you can't do, be any more obvious that you're a bad guy than Kenneth Copeland. Okay? You can't do it. So the thing is, as bad as Kenneth Copeland is, I feel safe listening to him because I know he's going to be lying. I just watched a thing with him where it said he got demon-possessed and he's just like preaching and all of a sudden he just starts speaking in tongues. And it was weird. And then he got done. He's like, and I said that by the Holy Ghost. You know, it's just like... And you know, I mean, folks, he might as well have just screamed, I am a devil. I am a wolf. I'm not scared of, pe- I'm not scared of people like him. He does everything I expect him to do. There was balance there. Do you understand that? It's all bad, but it's all it's it, but it's it's balance. It's what you would expect. The people that freak me out are the ones who are all over the place. I mean, they're nailing it in this one area. They are so hardcore here. They are right in the money here. But over here, you know, if you're right in this one area, you'd think you'd be pretty good over here too, but then they're way off. And you know what it tells me? This area where they're right is probably fake. It's probably fake. They don't really mean it. They're just repeating something they heard. And that's what you've got to understand about hypocrites. Even when they're getting it right, it's fake. 
They're right, but they don't mean it. They don't believe it. It is fake. And so, understand, most people are balanced. Good people, bad people, in-between people, hypocrites, no balance. No balance. They don't make sense. And they throw us all off and they bother all of us a lot. And so, Matthew 22, verse 15, notice this. Because the hypocrites, too, they're always trying to trip people up with their words. Because they assume everyone's as crooked as they are. They know they're lying. They know what they're saying doesn't make sense. So they just assume everybody's like them. And it says in Matthew twenty-two fifteen, then when the Pharisees took counsel, how they might entangle him in his talk, how they might, let's, let's tangle him in his talk. Let's get him to say, because you know why they probably did this? Because people probably did to them all the time. Because everybody, everybody just naturally does it. Lost people will do this to you if you're a hypocrite. They'll nail you every time. And they sent out for, unto him their disciples with the Herodians saying, Master, we know that thou art true. That was a lie. They didn't know that. And teach us the way of God and truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. You're not a respecter of person, which is also hypocrisy too, by the way. We can talk a lot about that. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness. And said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? They weren't looking for truth. They were looking to trip him up in his words. They were looking for an inconsistency. They were going to see if they could get him to say something that would get him in trouble. And I get those, I get emails all the time. I just got one this week. I didn't even answer it from another homo trying to get saved. And I, I don't even believe it. All right. Cause I got one right before I got, I haven't gotten any emails from a homo in a long time. I got two of them this week. Right around the same time, one was a homo trying to figure out how to get saved and how they could repent of their homosexuality. The other one was telling me to stop preaching when I'm preaching or they're going to burn our building down. All right? So um, I just ignored both of them. I, and these, you know, these people are trying to trip me up. And I don't know what they were thinking. If, if, if I went and told them how they could get saved, what are they going to do? Tattle on all my reprobate doctrine buddies and you know, prove me a hypocrite? Or I, I don't even know. I, just, I don't even answer stuff like that. And I get those things uh, every once in a while. But um, turn back to Luke chapter 11. Okay, Now look at this in Luke chapter 11. We're going to look at the last two verses before Luke chapter 12 where Jesus said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. It says in verse 53, And as He said these things unto them, the scribes and Pharisees began to urge Him vehemently and to provoke Him to speak of many things. This is these people just demanding you answer them. I get them on YouTube. Answer this, you coward. You know, respond to me. Oh, you're just afraid to respond because you know I'm going to take you to the woodshed. You know, I dare you to debate me. I dare you to do this. That's the kind of thing that they do. Laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. And then in the very next chapter, in the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, be ye, uh, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Jesus, right away, when he's got these people there that he knows that are trying to trip them up, he tells everybody, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And one of the things that they do, they like to trip you up in their words. This is, I'm telling you, one of the biggest revealers, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, is hypocrites, liars, you know, just bad people, and even good people. Everybody assumes others are like them. And when you judge unrighteously, you expect everyone else to judge unrighteously. When you're a hypocrite, you think everyone's a hypocrite. But you know, when you're a good person, you often just think the best of everybody. You know, sometimes, and sometimes you get taken advantage of. You just assume people are as honest as you are. And sometimes you get nailed. But let me tell you something. I have learned with, I mean... I'll say 90% accuracy so far. The other 10%, I'm just still waiting on. Okay, But when people start wildly accusing you of things, it's usually whatever they're accusing of you of is something that they've got a problem with. It's something that they're struggling with. And they're, when, they, when they are misjudging you, okay, when you get misjudged by somebody, let me say it this way, when somebody assumes you were thinking a certain way when somebody assumes your motives were a certain way 
they are revealing their motivations. That's what they're doing, especially when, when they got it completely wrong, because we know our motivations. We know our heart. And when somebody just misses it by a mile, then it's like, we're like, why would they even think that? I'll tell you why, because that's how they think. I mean, I've had a lot of preachers that like accuse me of doing things for YouTube subscribers. And it's like, are you serious? Where does that even come from? And then it's like, I notice they talk a lot about that. I notice they're bringing that kind of thing up all the time. I know sometimes too, they'll accuse you of doing things for the money. Just trying to get the donations. Well, that never crossed my mind, but it's interesting that you bring that up. And you know what they're doing? They're revealing their motivations. So, you know, and sometimes people might get it right. Well, you're just doing that for attention. All right, you nailed me on that one. I was doing it for attention. Okay, but, it, but either way, when, and, and so they, when people get it wrong like that, when somebody misjudges you and they get it wrong, just make a mental note in your mind. That's what's motivating them. That's what's driving them. You're just doing that to put on a show. You're just doing that because you want people to like you. You're just doing that because you want people to think you're good. That's why they're doing things. You know, that, that's what's going on. Oh, you're just, you're just preaching that because you're afraid you're going to get reprobated. Okay. Obviously, I know now why you preach that. You're afraid of getting... I, listen, I've never been afraid of getting reprobated. I, I think it's funny. Okay. <laughs> you Because know, I know I'm not a reprobate. You, know, you, you can't convince a saved guy with the Holy Spirit dwelling in him that you're a reprobate. You, you, you can't do it. And so, I've had people call me... I've had people, too, that have messaged me before asking if they were a reprobate because they're, they're afraid they might be a reprobate. I never answer those ones either. Whenever people call me up you know, or they email me all concerned that they might be a reprobate, I ignore those people. They say, you should do something about them. I'm, I, I don't have time to deal with everything <laughs> that, that comes my way, but that's always just weird when people do that. But, uh, but yeah, hypocrisy, they do these things trying to trip people in their words because this is constantly done to them. It nails them all the time. It gives them away. They can't help it. But then, the last thing, hypocrisy, and this is another reason it's so bad and why you shouldn't listen to it, listen to hypocrites, is hip, hypocrisy doesn't just hurt the hypocrite, but they hurt other people too. Hypocrisy often hurts other people. When you have a false balance, you're hurting somebody in that situation. Deuteronomy 1.17 says, "...ye shall not respect persons in judgment, but ye shall hear the small as well as the great." You shall not be afraid of the face of man for the judgment. You know, don't be afraid of that guy that's going to reprobate you if you side with the other guy. No, we're going to, we're going to treat things fair. Is what he's saying. Don't be afraid of the face of man for the judgment is God's and the cause that is too hard for you. Bring it unto me and I will hear it. Uh, Deuteronomy 16, 19. Thou shalt not rest judgment. Thou shalt not respect persons. Neither shalt thou take the gift for a gift that blind the eyes otherwise and pervert the words of the righteous. Right here, the, I mean, where I've seen this a million times, we constantly see this in the online world where everybody's just always attacking everybody. Everybody's a false prophet. Everybody's a reprobate. And whenever somebody gets called out for just being a reprobate and you challenge them on it, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. If this person's a reprobate, if this person's such a bad person, a false prophet, what about this person over here that you don't seem to have a problem with? Isn't that what we often do? Because we're looking for balance, right? Really, you're going to call this preacher a false prophet? Okay. How come he's, this is okay? But this, you know, this over here is not okay. We're looking for balance. It's just something that we all naturally do. And then to watch people start changing the rules and to watch them, well, here's this, you know, they start adding all these things. They're resting judgment. And you know what? We look at that and we're disgusted by it. It makes us sick. It makes you sick when you see that. When you do, when you hear a preacher, if he's going to get up and be buddy buddy with one guy that's a false prophet, and then he's, or you know, that has really bad doctrine, and then another guy who has like the same doctrine, maybe not even as bad, but then he, they're just a wicked, evil reprobate, that makes you sick, doesn't it? You know what? Don't listen to them. That's hypocrisy right there. That's why they can't be balanced. They don't, that's why they, when they have respect of persons, it makes us all sick when we see that. And so what we're seeing in the Bible right here in these two verses is something that we're supposed to see in our court system today in America. And it's a method of interpreting law. And I preached a message about this a while back called stare decisis, which basically means uh, whenever a judgment is made on something, that it should be, it should, like for the first time, if we make a judgment on something for the first time, it should set precedent for all the lower courts after that. Because 
we should have an expectation that things be fair. If I go to court or if I get nailed for speeding, I'm going 10 miles over the speed limit and I get a $75 ticket and somebody else here gets pulled over for going 10 miles over, they shouldn't get a $500 ticket. They should expect that there will be a similar judgment made against them. But we're not, we're going and we're giving the white guy, you know, five years for stealing and the black guy 10 years for stealing the same thing or the same amount. We've got a real problem here and people are going to freak out, aren't they? And people freaked out in this country when we had like the whites only water fountains and bathrooms and one for black. People had a problem with that because they're like, this is respect of persons right here. This is a false balance. And, and people got offended by it. People through a fit were naturally repulsed by these things. So we should, what the Bible is showing right here, what we're supposed to see in our government is we're supposed to see fairness. We're supposed to see things be equal. It should be balanced. And so when people are not consistent in their judgment, it just reveals us they're a hypocrite. So I don't, I don't agree with your judgment, Pastor Tommy, about, you know, false prophets or preachers that you fellowship with. A lot of people don't agree with me on who I fellowship with. And you know what? That's fine. But you know what? At least I'm consistent. And, and fine, you don't agree with me. But the problem is a lot of people who are a little more strict than I am, are also not consistent. I'm seeing a false balance here. And you know what? That's pretty bad. That's really bad. That's hypocrisy. Pardon me if I don't listen to you and follow your lead in this area. And if I just keep doing my own thing, I've been doing for a really long time. All right? A really long time I've done these things. And so just um, make note of these things. So when someone goes overboard on standards, it's often because they're not sincere. When they just go real crazy on some area, when somebody is overly harsh or overly gracious in their judgment, it often reveals their heart. And obviously the ultimate example of anything is Jesus Christ, the perfect balance of everything. And I love what it says about him in John 1 verse 14. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And notice how often you have people that are all grace. You got the trendies that are so much grace, it makes grace look bad. But then sometimes you have the I of B where so much truth, we make truth look bad. But you know, did you know that you can have grace and truth without compromising on either of them? Do you know it's possible to do that? Jesus did it. Jesus had grace and truth. He had both. And notice it says, for the law was given by Moses in verse 17, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now keep this in mind. Was the law not truth? You better believe everything in that law was truth. But it says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Because you know what? You didn't see a whole lot of in the law. And if you did see it, it was kind of a mystery that was unlocked and it was revealed after Christ. You didn't see a whole lot of grace. You know what you saw? A whole lot of cursed, a whole lot of death, a whole lot of punishment. And, and, but it, but it was true. But when Jesus Christ came, we had grace and truth. We got both. And you know what? I'm thankful for that. And we ought to strive to be that way. We ought to strive to be people that we're all about truth, but we have some grace too. We're not going to compromise truth with anybody, but you know what? We're also going to have grace with people too. We're going to allow some people to be wrong on some things. It's okay to do that. Oh, Pastor, I don't, I don't know if you ought to have this preacher come preach. I, I think he might be wrong on something. Pretty sure he probably is. But, you know, I'm not talking about Pastor Obi for next week. All right. But, but you know, but, but either way, you know, it's okay for us to have some grace with people. It's okay for us to be kind. Of, I, I saw you shaking that person's hand. I saw you being nice to that person. So what? Did you see me compromising on truth? That's when you come talk to me. All right. Church, if you, if you don't like who I'm hanging out with, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on me. I'm accountable to you. But you know what? Don't make too big of a stink until you see me compromising on truth. When, it's, when I start compromising on truth, you know, that's when we maybe need to have a talk. In the meantime, allow me to be gracious. I put up with all of you, right? And you know what? You all put up stuff with me too. Okay? We all, that's what we do with each other. We've all got grace with each other. And that's why some people can't go to church anywhere because they have all truth and no grace. And they're too good for every church. No, you know what these people need? They need some grace. They, they need some grace. They can't handle anything. And that's not good. 
And you don't know, and you know why Jesus was always able to be that perfect balance of grace and truth? Because it's just who he was. He, he didn't have to constantly try to be faking it. It's just who he was. And, you know, the, uh, and so the question is, how can you be balanced in your life? How can you keep the right balance in all these things? How can you know when to be gracious or when to just take a strong stand against something? How can you know exactly when to be angry and when not to be angry? And you know what the key is to not being a hypocrite is just be real. Just, just be real. Hey, you're not going to fool anybody anyway. If something bothers you, if you've got a problem with something, you know, there's no point lying about it. We can see it all over your face anyway. So let's not add hypocrisy to your list of sins, okay? Just, just be honest. It, 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 it's, so, it's so liberating. Just being who you are. And I, I'm, I'm thankful. You know, I, you know, I've, I've never, and this is probably why I'm not the most popular guy in the world, but I've never, I've never pretended to be something I wasn't. I, I've, I've never done that. And because it's, I can't handle the burden. I can't do it. And even though many times I know my positions are not going to help me politically, they're not going to help different people like me, I, can't be, I, I don't want to be fake. I don't want to carry that burden. I can't do it. I've had people come through the church here that are more hardcore on me than some areas. I'm not going to compete with them. I'm not going to pretend that I'm as hardcore as they want me to be or as they think I am in that area. I can't handle that burden. It's not, it's not something I've been called to carry. It's not something that I want to carry. And you say, well, I, I, think, I think you're off in this area. I think you're too loose in this area. I, I, I think you're wrong in this area. And you know what? I, I could be, and if I am, I hope the Lord helps me fix it. But in the meantime, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to put on a show. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I, it, will, it will ruin me, and it will ruin you trying to listen to me. And you know what? There's going to be some things that I do. There's going to be things I preach, things I say that you all might not agree with. But you know what? At least if you know that what you're getting is sincere and real, you can take what you're supposed to get, throw out what you're not supposed to get. But if I'm being a hypocrite, you're going to have to, it's going to vex you. It's going to bother you. And you're not going to be able to just do, you know, if I'm, but if I'm really, you say, well, you know, I just, I think he's wrong in that area. And, oh, well, you know what? He, he puts up with us. Let's put up with him. Well, let's, let's, let's have some grace. He's not asking us to compromise the truth in this area. So why don't we just chill out? You know, that's what we should all do. And so the key to not being a hypocrite is just being real. And let me tell you about a hypocrite. The, their first victim is themselves. You know, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not as You might trick a few other people, but you've got to deceive yourself first. And that's the problem with most hypocrites. They've already tricked themselves. And so that leaven of hypocrisy is teaching that's not balanced, that's, that's not consistent. And hypocrites cannot be consistent and everyone can spot it except for that hypocrite or others with that seared conscience and so when you see that kind of thing when you see that hypocrite running their mouth even if what they're saying is truth understand that the truth is truth you're accountable to it but you don't have to follow the lead of that person you don't have to listen to that you don't have to listen you don't have to accept them you don't have to like them they are a hypocrite and they are dangerous you know what you need to do? You need to stay away. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. With that, let's pray to your Lord. I thank you so much for this, uh, this passage of Scripture and the help that it gives us and the guidance. And I pray you'll help each one here, Lord, to uh, take these things to heart. I pray that they will, I, Lord, that they will be critical thinkers. I pray that they'll uh, watch what people do, that they'll pay attention, that they'll listen, and that they'll learn, and that they will not be fooled by hypocrisy, help them to love truth, help them to love uh, an equal balance like you've called for in the scriptures. And I pray you'll help us to have an equal balance in our own life. In your name we pray. Amen.